The NBA season starts this week. That means the Pelicans are in action today. We're going to cover the three biggest weaknesses for the Pels this year. Let's do it in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, coming to you five days a week. No one else is doing anything like that. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all to kick off the start of the season. I'm excited. First game on Wednesday for the Pels. They also play on Friday as well. So curious how the week is going to go. We covered all the Zion stuff last week. We also did a show on three biggest strengths of the team, which meant we were going to do a show last week, Friday, of the three biggest weaknesses for the team. But the Zion news kind of upended that. So we're covering that in today's show, the three biggest weaknesses that I see for the Pelicans this year. And let me know on YouTube in the comments below what you think the biggest weaknesses are. Do you agree or disagree with me? Tomorrow, we're going to look at the biggest storylines for the Pelicans throughout the regular season. Wednesday, we're going to preview the game. Thursday, we're going to talk about our takeaways after the game. And then Friday, we're going to get you set for that game against the Chicago Bulls and the rest of the weekend. So a busy week here on Locked On Pelicans. So please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. So let's dive into it. The three biggest struggle areas, I think, weaknesses for the Pelicans this season. First and foremost, I think number one, lack of playmaking in the backcourt. Look, during the regular season when Zion's healthy, we know they're going to get a lot of points Zion. Brandon Ingram can pass the ball and dish assists. He averaged almost five assists per game last year. But the backcourt seems to struggle with this a little bit. Lonzo Ball's gone, but he wasn't kind of, you know, a playmaker, creator for others in the backcourt, right? Not someone that bent a defense, more of a connector, picked up assists that way. They need someone that's capable of kind of generating offense for others, for a guy like Trey Murphy, to take some of the heat off of Brandon Ingram, off of Zion Williamson. They don't really have it, right? When you look at them in preseason, this is something that the Pelicans struggled with. Devontae Graham, two and a half assists per game. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, 2.8. If those guys combine for, say, even seven assists per game, that's a little low, right? You'll get, say, four from Zion, five from B.I. That's not a ton. You you need more uh, creation than that, and it's something I'm worried about New Orleans with. When you look at their backcourt, it just means these guys are easier to guard. If Devontae Graham's inside the three-point line, you're going to kind of let him do his thing. Teams are going to kind of bait him into trying to go at the rim because he doesn't shoot well there. Basically, he shoots threes and that's it. They'll pay attention to him on the three-point line. But once they're inside that, I don't know if that's something that they're going to really look at. They're going to let him shoot at the rim, I think, for the most part. And kind of try and jump in passing lanes and try and kind of create that away. And it makes him easier to defend when you kind of know what he's not good at and what he is good at. And then for Nikhil Alexander-Walker, it's kind of the same thing. If you try and body him up and use a wingspan to kind of engulf him a little bit, I think it makes his job harder and he's not the best rim finisher. He's going to probably be looking to pass for the most part at times when he's driving and teams are going to be able to kind of know that and try and jump in there. So I don't know if there's a lot of creation in the backcourt. I'd like it to be a little bit more well-rounded. I think this is also 
a much bigger issue when Zion's not out there than when he is. But it's just people to kind of be more than spot-up shooters and to be some offensive threats I think would be good, and that's something that they're missing in the backcourt. But it probably isn't going to be as bad as it was last year. New Orleans arguably had one of the worst starting backcourts in the league, largely due to Eric Bledsoe, and he's gone. So I think that's a really, really big thing. Um, Kyra Lewis Jr. in the preseason as well averaged three assists. They need just more than that, right? Like they need more creation from the backcourt. It's probably going to be on Nikhil, you know, to really, really do that and be that guy. And he was, you know, up and down in the preseason. So we're not really sure there. Certainly Zion B.I. maybe takes a leap. Maybe B.I. gets five and a half, six assists per game. Zion jumps up a little bit. That'll take some of the pressure off these guys. And look, they have a lot of people that are like good secondary ball handlers. But they still probably need like one that's like a primary ball handler and a creator for others. And look, that's why they cleared a lot of room on their cap sheet, to, you know, and cleared the deck to make a run at a guy like Chris Paul or a run at a guy like Kyle Lowry. They, offered, they reportedly offered Chris Paul more money than the Phoenix Suns did. That's a significant statement of what they were trying to do it was probably unrealistic that they were going to get Lowry at all and he was probably always destined for the Miami Heat but clearly they saw a need for that that was a really big important glaringly obvious thing that New Orleans needed and they did not fill that this year they're banking on internal improvement with Nikhil with Kyra and to a lesser extent with Devontae Graham to kind of take that leap and for him to be more than just a you know three-point threat they need some creators I think Graham gives you that somewhat with his court gravity it's not quite the same thing. We'll see how this really goes on opening night, but this is an area I think that New Orleans is going to struggle with this season. So, you know, especially at the start of the year without a guy like Zion Williamson into the starting lineup. So number two, it's on the defensive side of the ball. I'll let you know what it is coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Have you heard about Prize Picks? Because Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Prize Picks has the best daily fantasy sports prop game on the market, and Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other daily fantasy sports prop operator and offers all of the superstar players as well as all of the bench players who only record a handful of minutes. They offer props on anything you can think of. In the NFL, it's yardage, touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. In the NBA, rebounds, points, whatever it is you might want, you can get that prop out there. And if you use our promo code NBA, you will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. They're giving you free money right there. And this is simple. You pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries. You can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry and you can use the award-winning app on both the app store and google play entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's really that easy and prize picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals so don't hesitate check out prizepicks.com use promo code nba or go to your app store and download the app today prize picks is daily fantasy made easy Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by DirecTV Streams. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for all that other good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and it's a great way to finally get your TV together, and that's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings you live demand, uh, sorry, live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows 
all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, no annual contract. Plus, they have Bally Sports New Orleans, so you can watch the Pels on DirecTV Stream, the only streaming service that actually offers that. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device requires. Uh, content varies by package. All right. Thank you again for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. And for your second listen, get everything you need from contender to pretender around the NBA with the ultimate insider NBA season preview. Biggest and most comprehensive season preview you can find wherever you get your podcast. Just search the ultimate insider NBA season preview done by our Locked On host. I even host one of the shows, too. So that was a lot of fun. So today we're talking about the biggest weaknesses for the Pelicans, the three biggest ones going into the year. Said lack of playmaking in the backcourt. I think those guys are good. They can score, but they're not playmakers. I think that's going to be a bit of a problem. Number two on the list. This is kind of two, but really one, but really two. It's rim protection slash in my notes, half-court defense, but mainly rim protection. The Pelicans struggled with this last year. Their goal was to take away the rim for opponents. It's why they gave up so many three-pointers per game, at least to start the year under that terrible, terrible defensive scheme under Stan Van Gundy. Teams ultimately shot the fifth most uh, three-point, or sorry, 23rd most three-point attempts against New Orleans on the season, 38.1 per game. Teams shot 38% against them. It was 25th worst, so they were terrible guarding three-point last year because for a while they just left those dudes wide open and they just tried to take away the rim and you know what they were actually good at somewhat deterring shots at the rim they were somewhat good at deterring shots at the rim they ranked 13th best in the season last year in terms of frequency of shots at the rim 32.7 percent of opponents attempts came at the rim last year it's not high it's not low right kind of just in the middle of the pack so they so they did that the problem was when teams actually got to the rim against New Orleans, they scored very easily. New Orleans ranked 26th, so what, fourth worst in the league when it came to rim field goal percentage. Opponents made 65.7% of their attempts against the Pelicans at the rim last year. It was bad. And teams started to realize that later on in the season, really trying to drive into the teeth of that defense. There was just no rim protector there. That's never been what Steven Adams is or was. Zion's not there yet. Billy Hernan Gomez isn't that answer. The most rim protection we really saw from this team at all was uh, Jackson Hayes. But even then, he's still somewhat limited. You know, it was his second year. He wasn't going to be good at that. I don't know if they've gotten better at that this year. Jonas Valanciunas is not a rim protector, right? He's not an interior defender that's going to block a lot of shots and keep guys away from the basket. He's a little bit slow. He's a little bit lumbering. You can get around him pretty easily. And if you put him out in space, there, there it goes. You know, Zion's not going to do it. He's not going to be there to start the year. Billy Hernan Gomez is not the answer either. And so this kind of falls on Jackson Hayes, who struggled in the one preseason game he played. He was going against Carl Anthony Towns, one of the better centers in the league. But it doesn't exactly inspire confidence, does it? So I'm a little bit worried that teams this year are going to be able to feast at the rim against New Orleans. It's a problem, right? They need to get stops so they can get out and transition and run. When teams are taking shots at the rim, you're not really able to use a strength of yours, which is rebounding by gathering up those misses because teams shoot an incredibly high percentage at the rim. This is a bit of a problem that infects other areas. It means they're going to play half-court offense because of it. And it means their half-court defense is really going to struggle. So I 
think they've got to try and really run a couple of different defensive schemes depending on the opponent. Willie Green has said this, whether it's drop coverage, whether it's kind of play up on guys, whatever it might be. I think it's going to change maybe by the night, by the game, depending on how the opponent is playing. But certainly this is a concern for New Orleans as they try and get the defense right. But it's not going to get right unless you're kind of limiting the damage at the rim. Those are the highest percentage shots you can get other than free throws in the league. That is the most efficient shot in ter- like when in live play is shots at the rim. And New Orleans doesn't have that rim protector. And again, I think Jackson Hayes is maybe poised to take a bit of a leap. I'm very, very high on him still. Are we, are we going to bank on that? How big of a leap is it going to be? And he's not going to be shutting players down at the basket. He should have flashes of being able to do that. But it's an area that New Orleans really struggled in last year. They averaged only 4.4 blocks per game last season. That was 24th in the league, so that number was not particularly high. I don't really see that changing. And the fact that teams shoot so well at the rim against them, it's going to be a big, big problem if New Orleans doesn't really have an answer for something like that. And it's going to kind of break the rest of the defense. It's going to start to kind of leak over into the offense. I'm worried about that. I think they can be fine defensively when they're not having to do half-court defense. I think they've got the you know athletes to play some transition defense. I think overall they'll be better in the half-court too with guys that are kind of committed on the defensive side of the ball and no freaking Eric Bledsoe out there. But I'm a little bit worried about players getting blown by on the perimeter. Look, going to Nikhil Alexander-Walker right now, Devontae Graham is a downgrade from Lonzo Ball, and I don't think Lonzo Ball was an elite defender by any means. I think Grant, uh, Nikhil sorry, could be a very good defender out there on the perimeter. But if guys are blown by him, they're going to be able to get to the rim, and now you might be dealing with quantity and quality, basically, right? Number of shots, frequency of shots at the rim, and being a bad defensive rim-protecting team. It's going to be a long season for New Orleans, at least on the defensive side of the ball, if that happens. Maybe Zion can kind of help that a little bit if he's grown on that side of the ball once he's out there healthy. But an area that I am concerned about, and I think that's going to be a big weakness for them, just kind of that interior defensive presence, rim protection, all of that. Um, Because the guys they have on the team just aren't kind of built for that Although, I should say, bright spot on this, and I would be remiss to to not mention him. Herb Jones, I just don't think he's going to be a significant player to start the year for the team. I just don't see him in the rotation. I could be wrong. I might be wrong. Hopefully, I'm going to be wrong. But look, he's nicknamed not on Herb for a reason because he's been so good at shutting people down defensively at the rim. Can you run him at small ball center? Can you put him at the four with Valanciunas out there? I'm, I'm not sure. We didn't really get an answer to that in preseason. That's that's the guy that maybe unlocks this, I think, to a certain degree. I don't know. I'm excited. He's, he's going to be a storyline that's going to be mentioned in tomorrow's show for sure. So coming up, the third thing that I think is going to be a big weakness for New Orleans. This one's the one that I think has the greatest chance of actually getting fixed. So we'll talk about what that is coming up here. It's on the offensive side of the ball this time. Coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is in the holiday spirit, the spooky spirit here, too, when it comes to Halloween. They just sent me a box of pumpkin spice protein bars. And look, they have so many delicious flavors. I'm excited to try these. I'm excited to try any of the flavors that I get sent. And there's something for everyone, whether it's coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate cake, or any of the special limited time flavors that they have as well. Those are great. And if you haven't tried them all, you can get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine delicious flavors. These things are not only the best tasting, they're healthy for you too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories between 130 and 180, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, only 4 to 5 grams net carbs, 
All amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And you can go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at Built.com. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. And don't forget, we are free and available five days a week and on all platforms. And please check out the ultimate NBA Insider Season Preview hosted by our Locked On hosts and me doing one of them too. We cover all the contenders all the way down to the tanking teams in a bunch of different shows. It was great. You get the local experts on all of this, something you're going to be hearing a lot about this season. All right, so we're talking about the three biggest weaknesses up for the New Orleans Pelicans. And again, let me know on YouTube or Twitter at Nola Jake what you think the three biggest weaknesses for the Pelicans are. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree? I said lack of playmaking in the backcourt. I think rim protection is going to be a struggle for New Orleans this year. Third one, I'm, I'm a little worried about the turnovers. You know, we saw them really struggle with that in preseason. And that is something that New Orleans just cannot do. Like they can just not be a turnover machine like they have been in the past they need to be better with that they need to take care of the ball because they've struggled in the half court at times right and if you have a lack of creators in the backcourt it's going to make you a little bit worse there too so turning the ball over and having empty possessions and struggling isn't the way to go new orleans by the way was the third worst offensive team in preseason no B.I. for four of the five games no zion for all five so maybe you don't read too much into this no violent shoes for one of them either but it's a mild concern. Now, the Trailblazers were the worst. The Lakers were the fourth worst. The Clippers were the sixth worst. Like, we know those teams aren't going to be terrible offensively. So, I don't know if there's too much to be read into that. And New Orleans admittedly wasn't miserable when it came to turning the ball over. They were 17th. So, they're in the middle third of the league, kind of bottom part of the middle third of the league. It's not terrible. It's not a good place to be in. And without Zion, look, guys were trying to do a little bit too much. They were turning the ball over because of that. Getting the ball to Valanciunas was a little bit more of a struggle. Certainly, Billy struggled with entry passes and grabbing the ball. You know, Zion makes all of that a little bit easier. But at the same point, he's not there to start the year. Is a guy like Nikhil Alexander-Walker going to struggle and not really kind of being in the right role you know, for himself. Is he going to be asked to do too much? Same for Devontae Graham. You know, these guys turn the ball over pretty badly. And so I think when you look at this team, if they're starting to turn the ball over, it means the opponent's getting in transition, getting fast break points, easy opportunities to score, and New Orleans doesn't even have a chance. They struggled with that, especially in that opening game. They struggled it in every game other than the Orlando Magic. They struggled with it last year. 20 turnovers. How many times? They've got to value the ball and take care of it and just make smart plays. I just don't know if they're necessarily capable of doing that till Zion comes back. Again, he makes everything so much easier, but you're asking everyone to step up in his absence. And we've seen kind of how that goes. Maybe this is me just kind of being a little bit of a pessimistic Pelicans fan here. And I've been seeing this all song and dance before, right? We've been here, this old hat. But I think they might struggle with turnovers to start, and I hate that. They're going to be running out. We don't, we don't even know what rotation, what lineup, right? Guys that probably haven't played together or had significant minutes together. New and different things that they didn't use in preseason because they are kind of treating that like training camp, which might mean they're treating the start of the year like preseason. It's kind of just ripe for turnovers, ripe for them to turn the ball over and make mistakes. Is it going to be killer? We're going to find out, but it's a concern I have, and I think that's going to be a big weakness for New Orleans because that then just infects everything else, right? It means the defense bad because you're playing in transition. 
I don't like it. I, I hate seeing these turnovers and all some of the dumb ones that were just forces and easy things like unforced errors, all that stuff. They got to cut that out. I'm not sure that they're going to do that yet this season. So there you go. Three biggest weaknesses to me for what's going to happen with the Pelicans this year. Let me know on YouTube or Twitter at Nola Jake if you agree or disagree with me. Is it these three things of playmaking in the backcourt, rim protection, and turnovers? Wait, waiting to see. Um, or is there another one you think that is going to kind of creep up and be an issue for New Orleans? Notice I didn't. I don't think youth is going to be an issue, but it's kind of built into some of these. Um, or do you think any of these aren't going to be a problem? And is there something else? So let me know what you think out there on YouTube and on Twitter. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I'm your host Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.